the PFF NFL Daily. Today, discussing the Dallas Cowboys. They're nine and four, but Dak Prescott not playing great football as of late. Yes, the Cowboys still winning, but coming off a game where pretty much Dak's second half performance almost was the reason why the Washington was able to come back in the game. So let's get into it, Sam. Is Dak actually holding back? this Cowboys offense we're here in recent weeks. Yeah, that Washington game was one of the worst Dak Prescott performances I can think of, like in his entire career. He had four turnover-worthy plays in that game, almost 8% of his attempts, and they were all terrible. Like They were catastrophic plays, throwing the ball straight to linebackers in multiple different ways. You know, one that he just never saw, one that I maybe he didn't see, but there's no reason he shouldn't have. Another one where he just missed the receiver by five yards and and airmailed it straight to a safety. This was a terrible Dak Prescott performance. But the bigger point is he hasn't really looked right since he had that calf injury. Um, You know, came out of a game or sort of finished a game. And then it was like, oh, by the way, he's kind of injured. Um, Missed a little bit of time. And now he's had basically one good game against Atlanta. And, you know, the Atlanta defense has an asterisk next to it, and another reasonable game um, that looks statistically much better against the, the Las Vegas Raiders, again, whose defense has some pretty significant question marks or asterisks next to it. So, you know, right now, things haven't been firing in all cylinders for the Dallas offense for a while, and I think Dak Prescott is as big a reason for that as anything. Yeah, so among those other games that you were talking about was the, the Broncos game where they got absolutely annihilated, uh, essentially 30 to nothing before there was a couple late touchdowns there for the Cowboys. Uh, you mentioned the Falcons game. Okay, good bounce back. But there was also the Chiefs game where they scored only nine. Now, look, the Chiefs are the 85 Bears. We all know <laughs> that. They, they, they've changed. They're a tough team now, but that was concerning as well. Um, and even on Thanksgiving, right? We're coming out of that Thanksgiving game. Dak had some beautiful throws in the second half. He was fantastic in the comeback attempt against the Raiders. And, you know, he's been without Amari Cooper at times over these last couple of weeks. And in that game, missed CD Lamb and all of that stuff. But that was a, that was a game where uh, Dak really struggled for the most of the first half and into the second half until he started making those really nice throws. You have the game against the Saints. You mentioned the turnover-worthy plays this past weekend against Washington. He had four of them. But he had two in the Saints game, including a fourth quarter interception that essentially let the Saints back into the game. This is back-to-back weeks weeks where Dak was trying to throw, uh, essentially throw a lead away. So, um, you know, maybe it was the calf injury that, you know, that that injury after six weeks of the season. Uh, it, it, it happened in the Patriots game where uh, Dak Prescott, that was one of the better games we've seen from any quarterback given the circumstances and some of the throws that he made against New England. But yeah, since that point, that little calf injury, Sam, maybe... Uh, is the catalyst for this uh, little slump that Dak's having. He's had, or he had one game uh, before week 10 where he had multiple turnover he plays, and it was week one against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In the last three weeks, though, he's ha- or in the last four weeks, rather, he's had three games with multiple turnover he plays, including the four this past week. The, the weird thing is he's still making a lot of really, really good throws. Like, he has two games in there, two games in the last three where he has four big time throws like he's had a bunch of really good plays and if if you're kind of going through his tape and you're just looking for high-end Dak it probably looks pretty much the same the differences are the terrible mistakes and the baseline of just where he's missing some of these throws and you look at 
you know, the, the routine misses, the ones where he is inaccurate. It's not a misreading of coverage. It's not sort of screwing up a diagnosis. It's just he's missed his intended target, and sometimes by quite a lot. Those are things that are a little bit strange, and I don't think you can explain simply by, um, you know, a lack of receivers or, or guys being different. It, it, that speaks to there's no reason a guy suddenly becomes massively inaccurate unless there is something physically wrong with him, unless all of a sudden, you know, maybe he is struggling to push off on his calf properly or whatever it is. Dak right now, since that injury, has not seemed to be right, even if some of the numbers look similar. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game, but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't yet available in your state, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest, and DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If you if they score, you score with promo code PFF. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. $1 wage required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I mentioned on the main PFF NFL podcast this week, Dak was saying maybe he was going through his reads too quickly in recent weeks. And it, to me, it, it's, it, it does feel like, like you described it, right? There are some bad reads in there and there are some just inaccurate misses. But I think overall, his accuracy hasn't been a disaster. It's, it's still among the best in the league, right? It, could it just be a mental slump right now for Dak Prescott? See in the field, uh, having confidence in what you see. And I think we know how much uh, tying what you see to your footwork and to your arm like that hinders accuracy that hinders things maybe he's just not seeing the field all that well because it's kind of showing up in his play yeah it's possible I think the other thing we know about Dak Prescott from his entire career is how sensitive he is to adjustments in supporting cast and personnel Mm. and as soon as you start to tinker with the offensive lineup around him Dak Prescott's play can swing wildly both positively if you start adding talent around him and negatively if you start taking it away and while the Dallas Cowboys this year, just overall, if they're 100% healthy, have arguably the most talented offensive uh, personnel grouping uh, in the entire league. They've had that tested pretty severely, you know, over the, the middle part of the season. They've lost CeeDee Lamb for a time. They've lost Amari Cooper. They, they lost Michael Gallup. They've lost pieces of that offensive line, and they've been forced to shuffle as well. So it, it's not that they've lost sort of all of them at once, or they've been without a ton of them for an ex, you know a huge period of time. But there just seems to have been this kind of constant chopping and changing, and maybe just that disruption is having an effect on Dak as well. Like I say, we know that he's been vulnerable to that kind of thing in the past, but we tend to think of it as like, you know, when you add Amari Cooper, when you take Amari Cooper away, but sort of everything has been changing over the last run of weeks. Are you are you trying to say that he's sensitive to Chaz Green at left tackle surrendering six sacks in one game? I mean, I think Perhaps. a lot of people would be sensitive to that. <laughs> everyone's everyone's sensitive to Chaz Green or susceptible there. Um, yeah, it's it's not a bad point, Sam. Just to put some numbers in context to that, and I think that's what I'm going to come back around to. Dak, fantastic his rookie season, eighty three point seven overall grade. Uh, he had two years in the high sixties, low seventies as far as passing grade goes. The second half of that year in 2018, that's when Amari Cooper showed up. And when you look at his 
production, uh, PFF production, but also EPA per play, just offensive production has gone through the roof since Amari Cooper joined the team in 18, 19, and uh, the, the games that Dak played in 2020. Um, so he is that guy that kind of fluctuates a little bit with that supporting cast. But the the other analytical way of looking at this is Dak's career best passing grade is that 81.5 as a rookie. Last year, he was at 80.4 early in the season. He was probably on pace to be a little bit better than that. Uh, and now he's back down to 80.8. Is he just finding his level, perhaps? <laughs> and, and even though it's happening, you know, we, t- we try to make stories out of things when they happen all in clusters or it happens after an injury or it happens... Is he just finding his level right now, which is good quarterback? Dak Prescott's a good quarterback, but maybe he was teasing being up in that elite group and he's just really not ready to be there. Maybe, but I think I don't see a big reason why he can't sustain the level he was at earlier in the season, except for the fact that all of a sudden he did pick up a calf injury, missed a bit of time, and doesn't look like he's been the same guy since. I think you can definitely, if if this kind of shook out to that overall grade over the course of the season it would make sense. Like that's kind of where his level has been, but it's because you can sort of, you can almost draw like a watershed line in a season and say, well, that's where an injury hit. And where has that guy been since that? So maybe it it does make some sense, but the, you know, the human mind is like a pattern recognizing machine and I recognize a pattern there. Therefore I'm, I'm putting it down to injury. Uh, I just want to point this out really quick. Could you go find, I don't have Dak's ranking for PFF off the top of my head, but I want to show the QBR ranking from ESPN because I think this tells a story as well. QBR does a decent job. Uh, They try to isolate the quarterback. I don't think they do it as well as PFF does, but they do a decent job of taking sacks and EPA and air yards and kind of rolling it all into one. And Dak ranks 23rd in ESPN's QBR. He is below Taylor Heineke. And he is just above Ben Roethlisberger and Daniel Jones. I'm just trying to point this out because before people are like, hey, you guys are hating on Dak, where do we have him? Seventh or eighth right now? Eighth in passing grade, 11th overall. Yeah, so just before people start hating on us, there are other advanced metrics, <laughs> namely ESPN's QBR. Go attack them. Mm-hmm. They're much lower on Dak than we are. So still think he's moving forward in his career, but it's an alarming pattern over these last couple of weeks. We'll see if it's going to affect the Dallas Cowboys. It's the PFF, NFL Daily.